Hello and welcome back to The Great Date Guy. My name is Rob Wong. <laughs> and today, we're talking about the Vegas nerve. What? What? Why? What? What is the Vegas nerve? Well, the Vegas nerve is part of the parasympathetic nervous system. That is to say, it's the counter system to the sympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for our fight or flight response. In fact, an easier way to remember this is any time that your brain or your body has uncontrollable emotions, that is emotions that you cannot override with logic, like maybe you just can't seem to stop crying, maybe you are irrationally angry at someone or something and you've held on to it for days and you just can't freaking seem to let it go, like that is your fight or flight response hard at work. And for most overwhelming emotions, take the case that whether it's fear or resentment or sadness, uh, there is some level of fight or flight response involved in that process. That's why it's so hard to get rid of. So the vagus nerve then is really useful when you want your emotions to calm the hell down. <laughs> and this, when applied to dating, is like a goddamn superpower. See, the reason why relationships stop, right? The reason why people can't get to committed long-term relationships, the reason why people have such a hard time on first dates isn't because we don't know how to talk to people and make love and, like, restore connection. Everyone knows how to do that. It's just that when we get into fight or flight, our brains react irrationally. Right? And that has us do things like crazy things like self-sabotaging or writing your name into the side of your ex's car with your keys. Right, <laughs> it's, it's responsible for most of the batshit stuff that we do. So if we can get the vagus nerve activated so that it can calm down our fight or flight response, that is one of the most valuable things that you can ever learn to contribute to your dating life. So how does it work? Well, the first thing that you should know is that the vagus nerve is situated ideally um, in, in, well, not exactly a straight line. It's a bundle of nerves, but if you were to wrap, if you were to map it out roughly, it would run from the base of your brainstem. Maybe not the base of your brainstem, like the center of your brain, roughly, down the brainstem, through the throat, along the spine, ending around the heart. Right? That's your vagus nerve. And the placement means that we can stimulate that nerve. We can calm our emotions down without putting a ton of effort in. Right? We can manipulate that. So there are a few ways that you can go about it. But from what I just described, you might be thinking, well, I wonder what happens if I like use my throat. What happens if I hum? What happens if I sing? What happens, what happens if I just have a conversation with someone? And if you're thinking along those lines, you are <laughs> a genius. Because that is the first way that you can stimulate the vagus nerve, right? Anything in, in the ballpark of having a, a conversation, right? If you've ever noticed that simply having a conversation with someone can be enough to calm you down. It doesn't even have to be about the thing that you're upset about. Just having a conversation where you're talking helps, right? At the end of it, don't you feel better? That is in part 
due to your vagus nerve. And by the same token, if you're singing, right? If you're humming, you're also stimulating the same mechanism. Why do people feel so good after a session in the choir? Why do people ohm at the end of a meditation or a session of yoga? Well, I have it that it's one of the most relaxing things that you can do. And what you're doing is stimulating this nerve. It is causing your body to drop into a deeper, more relaxed state. And the good news is you don't have to keep it up for very long. In fact, if you were to dedicate about half a minute, 30 seconds, it would make a noticeable impact on your ability to step outside of the unwanted, uncontrollable emotions. Now, sometimes it'll take longer. In fact, if you have the time, I recommend that you spend at least five minutes doing one of these activities to get more of an effect. Um, but if, as long as you're going into that territory, uh, what helps more is deep breathing. Now, it works in a very similar way, except with breathing, you have the additional bonus of being able to focus on a rhythmic stimulus. That is to say that breathing is something that you can slow down very easily. Whereas if you're having a conversation with someone, you're more likely to increase the speed at which you're breathing, to increase the speed at which you're talking because your emotions are high. Now, when that happens, that's a cue for your body to... Hmm, how do I phrase this? If I'm doing things quickly and aggressively, right? If I'm breathing in and out, in and out really fast, really fast, and if I'm talking really fast, it's a cue to my brain that I'm in uh, a situation of stress or danger, right? If I keep that up for long enough, it will begin to affect my neurochemistry such that I start to get even stronger emotions. With breathing, it's much easier for me to slow it down. And as a result, not only am I stimulating the vagus nerve, I'm going to save that a lot during this podcast, I guess. I, I wish there were a way for me to keep a counter on this. But anyway, moving forward, not only am I going to be able to stimulate the vagus nerve, plus one, um, I'm also giving my brain cues that it should calm down. It, this is a place of relaxation. So the longer and slower the breaths I take, the more my system can relax, the more the emotions will go away. So if you're in the middle of a fight, what might work really well is taking a second, putting a song on your playlist, dancing around, and singing. Now, this might seem weird, and that's perfect. <laughs> in fact, the more you can do to interrupt the state that you are in, um, the more that you can do to almost like violently change your state of mind, uh, the better off you'll be. You want to interrupt the pattern with something completely unexpected. So if you're dancing around and singing, you accomplish both of those in one fell swoop. Now, of course, you can go to meditation. You can go to deep breathing. Both of those things have a proven effect and a proven ability to calm your body down. If you know how to do meditation, it helps quite a bit. But I kind of get the impression that most people do not. In fact, for many years, I'd heard of meditation, I tried to experiment with meditation myself, and what ended up happening was I'd just fall asleep because I was way too sleep deprived. So that's an option, but I don't feel that it's particularly accessible. Now, the other thing that helps is washing your face with cold water. 
The mechanism of action here is not really well known, but it does still affect your your vagus nerve in the similar manner as singing or um, <laughs> heavy breathing <laughs> or speaking. Uh, it will cause your fight or flight response to begin to die down. Now, what I recommend if you want a stronger effect is to simply take a cold shower. Now, not only will this shock your system and stimulate your vagus nerve because you have cold water splashing on your face, um, it also has an additional added benefit. If you've ever noticed after stepping outside of a cold shower, especially one that you've like been in for quite some time, enough for your body to acclimate so that you're not just spazzing around trying to avoid the cold water, right? Um, once you step outside of the shower, you may notice that you feel really awake and really amazing. That's because the cold showers alter your neurochemistry. They cause your brain to dump endorphins, which again will force your state to change. And that's exactly what you want. Once the body has decided that the sympathetic nervous system is no longer necessary, it's easier for it to switch gears into something else. So you won't be as activated, you won't be as edgy or on edge, you won't be as reactive. And that will be enough of a clearing for you to move on. Whether that's to repair for the conflict that you just had, or simply set aside what happened and start looking into what was story, what was fact, and how to get rid of the story that's causing you the pain. This is the secret to making a relationship work. This is the secret to making sure that you get the biggest breakthroughs possible in the shortest amount of time possible. So take the case that this is one of the most valuable podcasts that we produced here today. And that is all the time that we have. My name is Rob Wong. This is the Great Date Guy podcast, and we'll catch you the next episode.